Welcome to Famous Adjacent, a podcast where we talk about pop culture and new media while seated comfortably beside all the action. I'm Lauren. And I'm Claire. And this is a podcast for and by YouTubers who decided the platform wasn't for them anymore. So come sit down, relax, eat a Chipotle burrito, and discuss the drama from 2009. Good morning again, folks. We're doing another wake up date. We're messes. <laughs> I love recording our podcast the day it goes live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's cool because we're doing this because we really care about continuing it. Because yeah. I'll I'll be real with everyone. Our number, our views dropped when we took a break. Like now they're not back up to where they used to be. Numbers aren't everything. But I want my friends to listen to us. <laughs> we're doing whatever it takes, even if it means sitting up at 6.30 in the morning. But honestly, don't you just kind of like being up in the morning? Like, it sucks waking up, but once you're up, you're like, you know, whatever, I'm here. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I'm going to go to the gym after this, and then I'm actually going to go to Whole Foods at, you know, 8 in the morning when it opens. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you had RX bars before? (laughs) I have. They are fantastic. They're very good. I had one a while ago um, that TOL, the lawn I work with, had at her desk. And she's like, oh, you can have this. And I was like, I'm not really that into this. And then I got more when I was at Target with my family recently. And they're real good. So now I'm addicted. and But I don't want to buy whole boxes of them. Because it's like 25 bucks for $12. Or for 12 bars. Fuck. It's $25 for 12 bars. But at Whole Foods, you can buy them separately. Just loose. Yeah, they have that loose at Trader bars. Joe's, too. I recommend pumpkin spice. Even if you're not, like, a pumpkin spice bench, they're actually surprisingly very good. Of course I'm a pumpkin spice bitch, Lauren. <laughs> I Jesus. Just, you never know. You never Don't know. Don't disrespect wow. me like that. <laughs> We've reached new levels of basic on this podcast. Although, is pumpkin spice still being served at Starbucks? Because I know that the holiday drinks are back. Because this bitch fucks with a peppermint mocha. So hard. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're still at Starbucks. They might have gotten rid of them, but it might be one of those things where, like, they're not advertising them. But if you still want to get into that, like, go for it. Overlap. I yeah. feel all of the specialty drinks at Starbucks are very expensive now. They were already expensive, but now that it's, like five dollars for a grande yeah i have no time for that that's why i go into starbucks i get my one very specific very boring drink and i piece the fuck out but anyway do you have improv tonight question mark is that tuesday yes i have class tonight um i went to a show that uh the academy i'm in held for like the actual players that Mm -hmm. are you know like actually there And it was so good. My teacher and the other guy who runs it brought down this woman who runs an improv troupe up in Columbus. And they did an improvised musical, a road trip musical with like they had a musician, like a a keyboardist and a bassist. And it was legitimately incredible. Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. I was in awe. I have no idea how they were able to do that. Then the other two troops were just like regular, like it was like two warm ups and then like the musical. And they were just like normal people. And I was with two people from my improv class. And then one of the guys had brought um, one of the guys, there was just one guy. He brought his friend. They both teach at Miami, which is the school I went to. And she was so nice and fun. I think he liked her. I hope he's, no one from my class is listening because I'm about to roast the situation. But I think that he liked her. But like she was like 
being like, oh my god, who's that guy over there? Like, oh, he's my boy. Like, it was, like, very... <laughs> uh, like, I don't think that she was into him, or maybe she didn't know that he liked her. It's, like, one of those things where I was like, uh, it's, I don't really care. <laughs> if someone from your class is listening, maybe this is just the push that they need. You know your life better than me, a person who hung out with you guys for, like, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so take this outsider point of view, do what you will with it. And then don't blame me. What are you up to tonight? Do you have trivia on Tuesdays? Um, yeah. Well, we haven't really been doing it, but because it was raining the first time we attempted, but allegedly trivia is happening tonight. So I've been studying up on my obscure facts. We'll see. Why does it matter if it's raining? Oh, I don't know. Because it was in (laughs) D.C. And just I think people were using that as an excuse to like want to just go home and chill. You know, when you have something to do after work and you're looking forward to it and then it actually gets to the end of the work day and it's like been a day and you're like yeah ooh, it was one of those so trivia may or may not be happening i'll let you know that's that's what we've been up to oh i went to syracuse that was good yeah freezing but good um it's very cold up there yeah didn't do a whole lot but i got another copy of catcher in the rye for my collection so now i have six Anyway, so one of the things that we used to do on this podcast a lot more frequently, back when our numbers were better, uh, was <laughs> tag videos, or not tag videos, tag questionnaires that had at one point been YouTube videos. Yes, whatever the beauty community was doing as filler content, we were doing on this podcast. So we're going to cut it back to that, and we want to do the random questions nobody asks tag. Uh, this used to go around a few years ago. I only know about it because Kristen McAtee, who is Scotty Sire's girlfriend, who is in the vlog squad, that's like a, a big connection. She quit her job to do YouTube. I guess that would be hard if you were living in a house where everyone else did YouTube and everyone else you were friends with was a YouTuber. Like, you would be like, eh. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like your mind, 9 to 5 would very quickly become very boring. Yeah, exactly. Well, she did this with Corinna Kopf, who is in the app pack. But just like a sidebar real quick, is the app pack real still? That's a great question. For those of you guys who don't remember, that is the vlog... Uh, I don't I don't know. The, the group of people who make videos, a squad, if you will, that was... To include our faves, Elijah, Christine, and Tana. That Elijah started. It was supposed to launch, like, it's called, like, the ACPAC initiative. It was supposed to launch October 1st, and then nothing's really happened with it since the first video they made about it. Elijah, I know you're listening. Um, what's up with the ACPAC, bro? Please advise. In the <laughs> meantime, we'll answer some random questions that nobody asks, but uh, not, not all 43 of them, because I know y'all are interested in us, but not that interested. I like this one. If you could get back any article of clothing you once wore, what would it be? Oh, what a great question. I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of clothes that I got rid of a little too soon because I was over it. Or, I don't know, I, just dumb mistakes I've made. And I remember I had this really great green sweater my freshman year of college and I too hastily donated it to Goodwill and I think about it a lot. For me, I don't know. I hoard a lot of clothes until I really don't like them. But I guess I used to have this dress from H&M and it was pink zebra print. 
stick with me here. Okay. Um, but like, not like zebra pattern, but like with zebras on it. Okay. okay. Little zebras. I, f- I feel like I remember this dress. I feel like I've seen it in pictures. It was a good dress. I, I got it because I took a picture with Ashley Clements, who was Lizzie Bennett in the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, a online series that we've talked about on here before which like if you haven't seen that honestly go watch it it's really compelling um (laughs) so i met her at leaky con and that's the dress she was wearing when i met her and i was like oh i like this dress and then i found it at h&m so then i bought it and had it for years and then i it was a high low so i guess it went out of style and that's i wish i would have altered it and tried to keep it Honestly, yeah, I feel that with a lot of my clothes. But I'm like, I wish I had altered this. But then you're like, this was $10 from Forever 21. The alteration <laughs> would cost three times the actual fucking garment. Yeah, the seamstress would have laughed at me. But it sounds like a great little article of clothing. Um, here's a question that's on this survey that I was just asking my friends in the car. And I don't understand why it's so split. Would you rather have a DJ or a band at a wedding? I guess your wedding is really what the question is, but just in general. There's so many episodes of TV that are also centered around this question. I'm thinking in particular of How I Met Your Mother. I th- Yeah, we watched that episode and I was like, I asked my roommate and we have different answers. And I don't really understand why, because I'm in the Ted Mosby wheelhouse of you can have all your favorite artists. Why just pick one? what so you're a dj yeah because even if it's a good cover band like are you going to really be able to capture love story by taylor swift as well as i want you to you know that's a good point i think i am also dj or just now i was leaning towards live band but then i remembered how loud they are <laughs> like it's just a like if you're in a big or in a smaller room a modest room and there's just like a trombone playing that's loud shit you can't hear it anyone else oh my god my coworker went to a wedding semi recently where they just wanted to skimp that expense altogether. so they got a speaker and hooked it up to their phone and they found their walk-in song on youtube and played it and didn't think about the fact that there would be a fucking ad before it oh my so, god that's mortifying so the entire party just had to sit through like a 30 second advertisement <laughs> So, if y'all are trying to skimp on band or DJ, word of advice, just, like, at least invest in fucking Spotify premium. Like, don't be that cheap. (laughs) Or just buy it on iTunes. I don't know. Yeah. What was the best concert you have ever attended? Great question. We've talked about this because it is a truth universally acknowledged by us two people on (laughs) a podcast that One Direction Live is more fun than Taylor Swift Live. Yes, we have established that. That said, I think the best concert I've ever attended, not even to crawl up her asshole, is the Fearless Tour circa 2010. So good. It was still, to use your verbiage, a modest room. Um, So it wasn't a huge stadium, so it still felt very... I don't know, even though it was a big venue, it felt more intimate, if that makes sense. Um, and, and just the production was so good and like, ugh, it was incredible. It was just, it's also very weird going from that tour to most recently the 1989 stadium tour and like watching her do Love Story on a fucking like cherry picker thing in the sky and remembering when she, 
I don't know, did it and had like a tearaway dress in 2010. And that was like the production. Fear the Storm was great. I would say mine is probably the Red Tour. Ed was there. Ed was such, Ed was the perfect opening for her. I think his first album's his best one, but I think that's also because my brother is like a hipster piece of shit. So he got into Ed Sheeran when his, it was just his demos. So like for two years, Patrick, and I just listened to like his low production <laughs> stuff. And then when I was like, I have money, I'm going to like use a recording studio and other instruments. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Um, which, okay, this is a weird side note, but did you know Ed's album is the, it was the top selling album? I didn't know that. The most recent Me either. one? Yeah. I was kind of shook up for this year. Interesting. But I, I guess he's just, he's generally appealing. Yes. He, he's in that camp of like pretty agreeable where if you put it on like in the car, no one's going to be like, absolutely fucking not. I think like Maroon 5 falls into the same camp, but Divide is legitimately such a good album mm-hmm. no it is at least one person is not disappointing me with their music in 2017 but we'll get to that anyway, <clears throat> um so yeah i liked the red tour a lot i will say like for the it just like seemed more genuine than the 1989 tour which i kind of honestly was like this is just the same speech you give every night like it's not yeah personal but like also i think things change with concerts in the age of tumblr yeah, no, I agree. I, I I, had a lot of fun at the 1989 stadium tour, but like... I wore a romper. I lived my best life, my best 1989 era life, but like, you know. Is it bad that I don't know if I'm going to get tickets to the Reputation tour? I don't know either, so it's okay. They're going to be so expensive. Anyway, what's your question for me? My question is, if you could live in one city for the rest of your life, where would you live? I'm going to only go with cities that I've stayed in because I can't, like, judge a city. This is also in the um, the universe where we don't get nuked by North Korea and World War Three doesn't start. And the peaceful future, which I, you know, I don't think that's very likely to happen, but in this peaceful future, honestly, I really loved my time in Florence. I know I sound like such like a basic bitch, but I really liked how I could live someplace. I didn't work, but you know, I was going to school. You could walk around everyone. It was like common culture for everyone to go to the grocery store and just get what they needed. I liked the kind of like small living aspect of it, I guess. And also just because it's still, Italy is still very much stuck in how it used to be, if that makes sense. So I would say, but like not in a bad way, probably in bad ways. (laughs) But yeah, so I would say Florence. You take your beautiful architecture with a little bit of salt on the street, but like it's fine. Um, I honestly probably would say Galway, Ireland. So like we're both on the like, I studied abroad, I'm an asshole train. So it's fine. Why would I want to live here? Exactly. Exactly. Galway was just great. It just like was really happy. And everyone that I know who has been to Ireland, who went to Galway has the same like reaction like oh my god it was amazing if anyone's planning a trip to Ireland anytime soon you know what this might be an unpopular opinion you can fucking skip Dublin altogether like it's (laughs) fine you've been to a city before great you've been to Dublin just go to Galway it's so beautiful and it like has all the amenities you need to feel like you're living in a city but it's still very manageable and no one 
live super extravagantly. I fuck with it a lot. So there you go. Would you rather be attacked by a big bear or a swarm of bees? Damn. Real light questions. Um, I also love that the question before this is, do you sleep with your sheets tucked in or out? So like a tonal shift. I would rather, that's a great question. Because I guess, you know, would you rather one giant threat or a bunch of really small ones? I guess probably a swarm of bees. Because, like, they do their thing and then it's over. Like, I think a bear could, like, keep mauling you until you're dead. I think I was going to say bear. And just, like, you know, fuck me up. Fuck me (laughs) up. Oh, here's a great question because I'm very passionate about my answer. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. Same. Yes, but with feeling. <laughs> have you have you ever had any paranormal experiences? I fuck with ghost stories. I don't think that I have. I don't think I attract ghosts, but I watch the Gabby show. Gabby Hanna is like okay. a ghost magnet. Her sister can like, talk to the spirits like her family fucks with ghosts. So I have listened to all of her stories. Have you had a ghost experience? Well, my the house that my parents lived in when I was in high school that you have been to, mm-hmm. we don't live there anymore. That house was dead ass haunted for <laughs> sure. I'm, I stayed there. You never told me. <laughs> yeah, you cannot. I don't know if we had discovered that it was haunted at that point. But it is hardcore haunted. But that's okay because Eleanor only lived on like the first floor in like kind of the laundry room. That was there her are instances. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman that we we bought it from this guy who lived with his mom, whose mother had died in the house. So that's how we we didn't just like give her a name. Like it oh, was okay. the woman who died in the house, like right before we moved in, and she was really nice and friendly, but she. Like, here's just an example. I could go on for a while, but I'll (laughs) save you. You could be throwing the ball for my dog, and she would run after it and bring it back, run after it, bring it back. If you threw it in this one corner of the room where I think Eleanor was apt to hang around, she would not fucking go over there. She would stop dead in her tracks. And then one time... We said, hey, Eleanor, can you please move so Holly could get her ball? And then, like, two seconds later, Holly very cautiously walked over and got it. Oh, my God. Why didn't you tell ghost stories for a Halloween episode of the podcast? I should have. Okay, I will save the rest then. Next Halloween, guys. I have some Eleanor stories. But, yes, I believe in ghosts. Wow, I'm shook. (laughs) Actually... (laughs) Not even, like, a jokingly shooketh, like, a true <laughs> shook. <laughs> yep. Um, do you want to do one more? Yeah, that sounds good. What was your favorite childhood TV show? Hmm. I want to say That's So Raven. I fucked with That's So Raven on a on a spiritual level. Ooh, or Lizzie McGuire. Ooh, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. That's a Raven. Greatest childhood show. What was yours? Have you seen the new That's a Raven? No, because I'm afraid that what's going to... I just... I'm afraid it's not going to be good. When I babysat, it... I watched it and it was pretty good. Oh, okay. I mean, it's like better than Bizarre Vark. <laughs> I mean, that seems fair. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it Raven's home? Raven's house? Raven? Yeah, something like that. 
Okay. That's still Raven. <laughs> She's still Raven. Um, <laughs> I think mine is either Kim Possible or Hey Arnold. Ooh, Just kidding. I'm changing my answer. Those are both nope. really good. I'm going to go with a Drake and Josh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. That was a good choice. I, f- I didn't even think about the whole Nickelodeon wheelhouse, but I'm sticking <laughs> to my answer. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Good. Last question. Gotta make it a good one. Okay. I want to ask you if you've ever peed in the woods, but that's not that's not a good question. That's just what my eyes <laughs> zeroed in on. Okay. Um, have you ever won a contest? I don't think so. One time I was elected to be the princess of my elementary school for the winter parade. Oh, that totally counts. Yeah. You had to, like, give answers and stuff. So it was like a pageant for me to be in a, the parade in the city. Oh, my God. I know. Fifth grade me was so... I was going to say hot, but that's inappropriate. <laughs> Massey block who? <laughs> exactly. How about you? Um, I have won two two radio contests on radio disney which is cute wow yeah i got a 25 dollars best buy gift card and i bought a game boy game and then the other time i won like some bizarro game that it was i don't remember what it was but it was so stupid um and i got rid of it it was like a toy for boys and like not (laughs) to like enforce gender roles on this podcast but i was not into it fun fact though when you win something on the radio if you don't know how it works (laughs) <laughs> they the i had to win my best buy gift card by answering questions about kelly clarkson <laughs> and i am not as well versed in kelly clarkson trivia the dj asked three questions that were facts about kelly clarkson and i had to say that's kelly or that's not and you had to get two out of three right to win and i had got one wrong so stakes were high <laughs> I got the second one wrong, and I was like, ah, fuck. And, I mean, you know what, you know, your internal monologue when you're nine. Um, and the DJ just went, um, can you just say, that's Kelly for me? And I did. And he said, well, we're going to edit that in post. So he, it was rigged, but I would. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drag them. Expose her. <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to have to talk to another twerpy kid. <laughs> exactly. And I was in the car with my dad. And I was like, Dad, can I please call in? Can I please call in? And he was like, you're not going to win. And then the DJ was what I won, quote unquote, like fake one. The DJ was like, is there anything you want to say? And I said, my dad said I would never win a contest on Radio Disney. <laughs> and the oh DJ said, well, tell God. your dad you just want a Best Buy gift card. And they kept it in. So uh, those were f- 10 of the 43 random questions nobody asks. Thank you for indulging us in another tag video, guys. All right, moving swiftly along. Uh, do we want to go high, then lower, then low, then high? Let's go low, then high. Okay, well, then we're going to move to mediocre white boy news, the somber part of this podcast, because men are fucking <laughs> trash. Men are so trash. I think, did I say the joke on here before? Um, MAGA. Yes. Men are getting arrested. And then also called out. You, you could just like add on a little, like asterisk. By arrested, I mean their careers are over. <laughs> this week, it's Louis C.K. Were you ever a fan of him? No. I was, I remember that thing went around on Tumblr 
that's in his stand-up that's if someone says you hurt their feelings you're not allowed to say that you didn't and everyone Mm -hmm. thought that that was so powerful and so moving and i think the sentiment's really great so there's been moments where i've been like louis ck right on but no i was never a fan and like thank fucking god i liked his character in parks and rec but when he was first on the screen i did not know it was him (laughs) i didn't know who he was so he doesn't hold a lot of weight for me yeah. either i just always knew that his jokes were crude and i yeah. didn't like them i don't like a lot of male comics honestly which is a i like john mulaney and i like pete davidson and they both seem like oh and trevor noah dave Chappelle. that's end of list well aziz and sorry oh yeah i forgot about aziz we, we could go no. on for this um <laughs> anyway um i'm sure everyone's heard about louis ck but it came out the new york times question mark yeah Yeah, i think it was them um ran a story that where they interviewed five women who said that they had been in situations with louis where he had been like can i take my penis out and they said no and then he did it anyway and then masturbated in front of them yeah and then his statement about that is so fucking stupid it's a statement It's, it's not an apology yeah it's on a new level um so he release this fake deep statement about how these women looked up to him and like he took advantage and like not once did he ever say hey i'm sorry hey i fucked no. up no he was like i'm embarrassed for my wife and kids but women mm-hmm. really respect me like that's what he kept hammering home was that yeah. women respect him and it was the type of thing where i think in a lot of male dominated fields yes there is that thing just in general it's not even a gendered thing you want the people who are doing well in your field you you want them to respect you and you look up to them and it's not even because they're men or whatever like i think Mm -hmm. we all have role models in our career and i think it's fair to say that you put those people on a higher pedestal and you give them more chances but he really hammered home that he was like a heavyweight in the comedy community and that's why he did it and it's like bro just don't take your penis out when people say no yeah it's like very easy well and then in his apology it's not an apology his statement he Mm -hmm. says he was like well i always asked the women if i could take my penis out so i thought that was fun because (laughs) they just they had said no yeah and it and i'm sure it was just like a nervous laughter no or like Mm -hmm. a he's joking question mark type situation all i'm saying is men everywhere manage to go about their days and keep their penis safely tucked away true who knows though i don't trust anyone anymore same same although with louis ck we know that the comedy community has issues mm-hmm. and there's more louis ck's out there yeah than just him so i really hope that because his like movie premiere got canceled netflix is canceling his um second special like mm-hmm. bro is over um so i hope that this gives other women who have been in situations like this by other influential male comics the um voice yeah to come out about it just because comedy is such a male dominated field because women aren't funny um (laughs) yeah i don't know if you guys knew um none of the women i know are funny Mm -mm. so there's just a lot of opportunity there for male comics to sort of act like this and we know it exists so that i hope that this helps that specific community 
grow. Same. Yeah. And the thing, too, is it's not enough to say, hey, we acknowledge this is a problem. Like, you need to fucking do something. Because Conan O'Brien tweeted, like, a message oh about, like, God. how he stands with women and how this is awful. And someone was like, that's cute, but look at your writer's room. And it's, like, 90% male. Yeah. So... I mean, let's, like, just do something about it. And comedy is definitely one of those pockets of Hollywood that's just, like, especially male-dominated. Like, it all mm-hmm. is, but comedy is just, like, a very saturated yes. corner of that. But anyway, that's a mediocre white boy. The sister did that this week is a bunch of sisters because the Glamour Woman of the Year Awards was last night. Yeah. Lots of sisters did lots of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Glamour Women of the Year is always one of my favorite things that the publication does one because it's just a good magazine and it's always empowers women like all 12 months of the year Mm -hmm. although i mean every magazine is a little bit guilty of doing the whole like here's how to dress your body and like here's how to like work out until you don't hate yourself but i think glamour is the best example of a progressive female publication anyway they're always very diverse in who they recognize so you have your Gigi Hadids but you also have the women who organized the women's march and the me too women mm-hmm, and a record-breaking astronaut etc etc good times good feelings good vibes all mm-hmm. around no they just put out a whole bunch of content on that so if you want to support sisters who are doing that follow Glamour. head over there yeah do we do we know why Gigi did win it that's a great question. I think it's because she's using her, like, it girl status to, like, speak out against issues she's against. I don't really know. Like, what really, as much as I love Gigi Hadid, like, what is she really doing? Um, I guess that we covered this. She was a sister who did that the other week because she tweeted at that xenophobic reporter so that's mm-hmm. probably it that's probably what pushed him over yeah she also has had a really successful fashion line with tommy hilfiger i'm just reading serena williams's uh speech about her and she understands that in order to be the best you have to think like you are the best work the hardest and make sacrifices yeah, so lots of sisters doing lots of that's <laughs> anyway we did math we did so that for the first time since our f- freshman year gen ed math requirements i thought it would be interesting if we went through the taylor albums and ranked how many songs we fucked with f-u-x which can encompass a lot of feelings you know like i fuck with last kiss but i don't bop to it right i thought it'd be fun since reputation just came out if we went through found all the songs we fucked with and then made a percentage out of it to find out which percentage of taylor swift albums we fuck with low high or high low no i think there's more anticipation in high low okay like you don't know who's going to be last my highest I, is do we though <laughs> i'm trying to build suspense um my highest is not shocking to me with 88 percent of fucking with the album is red okay my highest was with 84% Speak Now, which I'm also not really surprised by. Speak Now is good. Um, my second one, 85%, is 1989. Okay. I had a two-way split for 80%, 1989, and red. Also not surprised. Not really surprised at all. For <laughs> 79%, I had Speak Now. I have Fearless after that. With 77%, I rounded. 70.767. 
Oh, mine was also for Fearless, 77%. Oh, wow. That's weird. Incredible. Incredible. And then I have in the mid-60s, Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift, the debut. At 73%, I have reputation. Because I went by, like, by fuck, my fucks with is, like, if this was in the car, would I skip it? Was okay. like my that was my like deciding question with songs if I wasn't okay. immediately like that. And I would say Taylor Swift, I had seventy two percent because the slower songs. I feel bad because I got a fifty three percent with reputation. I love Oops. it. I think it's because I I listened to it in the car three times on Friday. It's a really good listening to in the car song album songs <laughs> well we can't know because it's not on spotify yet i do have so um i downloaded the link but didn't really listen to it before the album came out and so now it's just on my computer which is good because i can just listen to it on my work computer we're we out here struggling because i don't have a disc drive in my car or on my computer so i bought you don't? The dig- no which is why when it went didn't go on spotify that was a fucking struggle um, so I got the physical CD, but I also bought it on iTunes because these are the sacrifices we make for Queen Taylor. Um, so yeah, it's good in the car. It's, there's some songs that I like all out already know I skip. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to learn the words to So It Goes dot dot dot. So It Goes is, okay. I don't want to get too into the album, but I will say this. I think that there is some sort of hypnosis and so mm-hmm. it goes are you talking about the, the the curse no i think it's because the second what's i don't know what you're talking about i was gonna say because the second it's over i have no idea what i just listened to yes okay that's the that's the so it goes curse they wrote a buzzfeed article on this no one knows what? What the, no one can remember the fucking lyrics to this song i know it's the one that has like scratches down your back and like lipstick smeared and it's also probably about harry styles so like you would think we would fuck with it the most but we don't no no yeah i think it's about harry styles because of it's a hookup song but then also so it goes as a lyric from style oh oh yeah 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 oh i never thought about that interesting we're gonna get into when we're together live and in person we're gonna like really delve deep 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 into this entire album so i hope that you guys aren't disappointed that we're kind of skating over it for now it'll be worth it well we're gonna be together in it's not gonna it's not that long it's like two and a half weeks you guys can wait it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic i'm gonna bring wine to lauren's house or lauren can bring wine to my aunt's house i don't really care which way (laughs) we'll figure it out one way or the other we're going to get a little drunk and we're going to talk a lot about the Taylor Swift CD. So, yeah. So now you kind of know our rankings. A teaser. But let's roll right into Taylor News. She has been doing some events since the, the album was released, obviously. Like, you fucking know that. <laughs> um, and so she did SNL and then she has been doing some, like, events. There was a pop-up shop and like a reputation party and fans are being invited to this but a lot of them are the same fans who went to secret sessions people are making jokes we talked about on the podcast how she was like only 300 people know and then someone on tumblr was like the same 300 people know <laughs> damn damn um which i think i mean we talked about it a bit on here how she's really only picking fans for this kind of stuff who are like 
so far up her ass that they might yeah. be able to like see out of her mouth and are wearing their thigh high reputation snake boots Ew. to the pop-up did you know that she sells those no i don't want them yeah she keeps doing things that i'm like can you fucking stop like it's so transparently just for money like remember when she went to a basketball game and she wore a sweater and fans were like you wore this backwards lol yeah i remember that yeah she's now selling basically that sweater but on the little strap in front of the neck there's just a little patch that says rep like did you have to do that i don't know how i feel about her having a clothing like just asking for a friend like have merch but like don't just take perfectly good clothes and then put your bullshit brand on it and then charge 70 bucks for it anyway true so yeah so she's having these events i kind of don't care about them she gave like a speech that was like you've been here with for me like so i was like like i kind of don't care um she also released another video with her series with at&t where you could see her making the song call it what you want with jack antonoff which is i like i'm a jack fan Mm -hmm. but unlike so i like i liked the gorgeous one because it kind of went through her like thinking about it but with this one it just kind of maybe she like came to jack with it already done like she didn't record the whole process although i really wanted her to have like you know explain why she picked lyrics for call it what you want because again as we talked about on here she says trust him like a brother (laughs) and taylor no ma'am yeah i think the thing that's interesting about her writing songs and watching her write songs is it's just her doing the same line over and over and over again until something clicks in her head that she wants to change it but there's something about that that's really fun to watch agreed um she told a fan yesterday who met her i don't know where the fan met her maybe it's at one of these events that reputation had already sold 1.1 million copies in three days which is incredible but also weird how she just like told a fan that (laughs) that is bizarre (laughs) like she was like oh i've already sold 1.1 million i don't know we talked about on here like numbers are everything to taylor like that's how she's judging herself is based on how many albums get sold and like here's the thing that doesn't mean it's good like just because people want to listen to it especially because you can't buy individual songs you can only buy the singles and then like but if you wanted to buy this is why we can't have nice things you have to get the whole album on itunes which is, I think, super ridiculous. But I will say, I sent this to you. Pitchfork wrote a review of Reputation. Oh, yeah. They rated it a 6.5. I'll just read the like the, fir- the like blurb. I think it's such a good, fair article, review about this. Especially because, like, she, <laughs> um, I sent you one. She's been Instagramming she obviously hasn't been personally um her people have been instagramming people people's reviews and i sent one to lauren that was like reputation packs heavy artillery that was almost entirely absent from 1989 it's actually a hell of a ride like no where what do you mean so what pitchfork says is that taylor swift's album is an aggressive levacious display of craftsmanship but her full embrace of modern pop feels sadly conventional damn so i really agree with theirs and i know they go into like how really like lyrically and storytelling wise there's only like two or three songs that really like lay out a story and for some reason with pop music she decided that there's no story i don't know she confuses me because she like 
for some reason thought that she really needed to change how she wrote songs for pop music when she was a crossover goddamn hit like just change your production and also like let's be real red wasn't a fucking country album it wasn't so i don't understand why she whatever as we said we could go on and on and on and on so we'll stick a pin in it for now we'll do a track by track analysis in just a few weeks so then the last taylor story which lauren hasn't heard about which i'm kind of surprised so taylor swift is butting heads with the aclu which is never a good thing so there was a blogger her name is megan herning and she runs a obscure culture blog called pop front and at the time of taylor talking to this person or like approaching her she only had like 42 followers on twitter for her blog this is not an influential person this is like this podcast (laughs) this is like if taylor swift sued this podcast so it's not like a heavy hitter it's not like a reputable source by any means so this person wrote a blog post about how they feel i'll just read you the title the blog post was titled swifty swiftly to the alt-right colon taylor subtly gets the lowercase kkk information and essentially the main takeaways are that some white supremacists may have embraced taylor swift's popular lyrics and are a fan of her and swift is racist for not publicly saying I don't like the alt-right. The woman wrote, Taylor's sweet victim image is the perfect vehicle and metaphor for white supremacist perceived victimization. And I'm assuming she goes in and she talks a little bit about the video, um, Local Hate Made Me Do video. So Taylor's lawyers sent her a letter um, saying that they would start a defamation lawsuit so they sent her a cease and desist just be oh god because she wrote this is like a tumblr post like imagine a tumblr post that got like five likes so the aclu is coming out and being like no and they said this is a completely unsupported attempt to suppress constitutionally protected speech which is true yeah i also just don't understand why she can't be like hey fair point also i hate nazis Right, or even just not even acknowledge it, because again, no one follows this blog. It'd be that would be the if, better like, option. If Breitbart report, if Breitbart was like white supremacists should love Taylor Swift, that's different, right? <laughs> <laughs> but just a girl who is writing a obscure blog that no one's heard about, you don't need to sue them, Taylor. And this is still ongoing. Damn, are they going to come for us soon? Because, like, we've said some unsavory things. I just want Taylor Swift's team to know uh, if you're really digging (laughs) in the trenches. uh, She is our mother, and we love her. (laughs) One last thing I want to touch on was a Tumblr post I sent to Lauren last night. This isn't really news, obviously. But so some Swifties on Tumblr are saying, maybe you shouldn't ever say anything bad about Taylor if you ever want to meet her. And someone says, come here, I'm going to whoop your bitch ass. (laughs) I just, I, I'm going to leave that there. Damn, the 14-year-olds are really wild. So, in Harry Styles news, because I, I, I need to get away from that quite quickly. Maybe if you, boy. Okay, so Harry did X Factor for the first time since One Direction performed history, and people have very mixed thoughts. 
I googled Harry Styles news as we do when we prepare for the segment because we are very serious about our craft. Half of the articles were Harry Styles' great X-Factor performance, and half of them were Here's what I hate about Harry Styles' bizarre X-Factor performance. I didn't think it was bizarre. I didn't either. But a lot of people seem to think that he was pro- like he was doing a weird Mick Jagger impression. And to that I say, have you ever paid attention to Harry Styles performing ever? Yeah. Because he's a little fucking weird and he like moves around quite a lot. I don't think that it was anything out of the ordinary. No, I think also people were latching on to the fact that he was wearing a jumpsuit which he's worn before not like that specific one but like he's worn a jumpsuit before but like honestly here's the thing hey harry styles i'm sure you were super proud of that performance and it's awesome to be back on the x factor but nothing will top your x factor performance of where do broken hearts go that is the pinnacle of your x factor performances maybe don't go back that's true i mean like when you've already achieved everything you can like why why try to overdo it um, but he performed the song Kiwi, which is now officially a single with the music video that is out. It is fantastic. If you're a fan of pastries, children, or puppies, you're going to love it. You're only a fan of two of those. <laughs> I'm a fan of children in theory, like what I can watch them on screen and like know that I don't have to care for them. Yeah, I highly recommend. Spoiler alert, Harry Styles doesn't really come in until like two thirds through. So just hold on. And it's unclear why he's there. It Yes. But I recommend it. It's it's cute. Uh, I don't know if it was intended to be like, haha, Harry Styles was in a war movie. I don't know if they meant to lean into that a little bit. Done cake. <laughs> hey, coming to theaters, fall 2018. And in the last bit of Harry Styles news, Victoria's Secret is almost all but confirmed. They haven't confirmed anything official, but uh, the show's like really fucking soon. So can we please? Um, but there was a graphic made that looks like it was made by CBS. Um, and it was tweeted that Harry Styles would perform at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show in Shanghai, which will air quite soon and is filming like quite sooner. Uh, so we'll see. It seems like it's going to happen. And a lot of fans are really excited. One girl says, Harry Styles is performing at the Victoria's Secret fashion show, so it's going to be like a cute little reunion with all of his exes, hopefully including Taylor Swift. So that's what's going on in Harry news. It's awkward, though, because his current girlfriend didn't even ask her to audition this year. So someone said she's going to show up wearing last year's robe. Obviously, she's going to go. People have been criticizing her because it doesn't seem like she does anything and just goes to all of his shows, but I would too. I mean, imagine if you were a model dating Harry Styles. Like, what else do you have to do? Like, post, like, a skinny tea Instagram post every so often, and, like, you're paid for the next month. I think some people don't realize how much money influencers get from brand deals. You know Zaffle, the really cheap clothing brand? Mm-hmm. They pay their, the people who, like, do Zaffle hauls or, like, try-on hauls from Zaffle 70 grand. I would just like Zaffle to know <laughs> I'm a size medium on top and sometimes a large on bottom. DM me for details. But that's what you would be wearing if Saffle was sponsoring you. What are you wearing now? Well, here's the dilemma when we do morning time shows. I don't know if I'm going to go with what I'm wearing currently or what I'm going to wear in just a few minutes here. So currently I'm wearing pajama pants and a sweatshirt, but that's not exciting. So I'm wearing to work, I believe, an olive green t-shirt dress from Old Navy with a cardigan from Old Navy and tights and booties that are not from Old Navy. That'll be cute. Let's hope. Very fall. 
Uh, what are you wearing? I am wearing my tiger shirt that my big got me from Walmart for Big Little Reveal. And it's what I've been sleeping in. And she's got a tiger face on it. Shane Dawson would wear it. And then just some shorts. And that's what I'm wearing. Nice. The fun thing about doing these morning time recordings is the Why Today's Awesome segment, because we don't know why today is awesome because the day hasn't really happened yet. But why why is your day awesome so far or why do you perceive it to be awesome in the near future? Oh, I know. Because as I stated earlier in this podcast, I'm going to go to Whole Foods and get RX bars. Why is your day awesome? My day is awesome because I'm drinking out of a new mug that I just got from Target. And sometimes it's the little things, you know? Yeah. It's like marble stoneware. It's real cute. Ooh, I saw it at Target. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You can't say that we never did anything for you because we just recorded this as the sun rose. Rised? I don't know. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Famous Adjacent. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at FamousAdjacent underscore or shoot us an email at FamousAdjacentPod at gmail.com. This episode is sponsored by the future episode that we're going to do all about Taylor Swift's album Reputation. And our music is by Michael Aranda. Have a great week, guys. Goodbye.